Commitment. We've been discussing it this month in chalice circles and other group settings, and I wish I could have listened to all those conversations. I think to some, it was an odd choice for a topic. What's there to say? You make a commitment and you follow it through. It's what you do, it's who you are. But commitment can be hard for many reasons. You are binding yourself to an unknown future. You are making a pledge, a pledge to show up and do what's needed no matter what. You are letting go of so many other possibilities. You are stating your intention to arrive somewhere, to achieve something, to become something that you aren't already. The simple math suggests that it's going to take effort, courage, and sacrifice to get there. And through it all, you have those uncomfortable questions. How am I going to do it? And what if I don't make it? Through my life, I've struggled with commitment for all of the above reasons, and it has shaped who I've become. When I went to college, I took a survey course of the world's major religions my freshman fall. It totally upended me and my Catholic upbringing. What do I believe if the world grew, I grew up in and the worldview I grew up with suddenly looks as strange and self-contradictory as those of other cultures? And what keeps us on track if it's not the threat of God's judgment? I didn't figure out the answers to those questions by the end of the semester, but I decided to major in religion. The course had shaken and excited me to explore how I and all of us live into those questions. After college, I went into the Peace Corps, educating villagers on the consequences of deforestation and teaching them to build fuel efficient mud stoves. The project had its ups and downs and I did my best to bear with them. But on a profound level, even on the good days, I felt I was doing the right thing for the wrong reason. How can I be here hoping to empower people to take more control of their own lives when I'm not doing the same for myself? I decided to come back six months shy of completing my two-year assignment. When I returned from the Peace Corps, I wandered through life for quite a while. I built hiking trail for the Forest Service. I worked as an advisor in an internship for pre-college students. I studied woodwork and furniture design. I worked in restaurants. And I longed for a long-term relationship, though I never managed to find the right person. I was trying to find something that felt right. And I wasn't making any significant, significant commitments. I told myself I liked keeping my options open. I often felt like I was running as hard as I could just to get to the starting line. I was stuck. Then an opportunity to work on a feature film landed in front of me. A job on a second film followed immediately after that. This was while I was living in North Carolina, and it wasn't anything I had envisioned for myself, 
but after years of wandering through fog, it looked like a train heading somewhere interesting and I would be smart to hop on board. I came out to LA to see what I could make of this unexpected opportunity. In LA, things began to fall in place. I worked steadily in the film business. I bought a house. I let go of trying to find the thing that fit me and worked at fitting myself to what had come along. I had made some commitments and it was paying off. One thing that was still difficult, however, was developing a meaningful personal relationship. I realized I needed some help working on issues that were tripping me up. So I found a therapist and began to address obstacles that had been with me for a long time. A while later, I met Robin and after giving my head, after getting my head and heart more in order, we got married and started to build a family. Through my wandering days, having a family had been the one thing I was clear about. I remember in ninth grade, when my mother's conservative friend, Marabeth Wish, asked about my aspirations for the future. I said something like, I wanna major in education and probably become a teacher, but I know that if it makes more sense for me to be the person at home raising kids while my partner goes out to make a living, I'd be okay with that. Mrs. Wish didn't know what to make of it. <laughs> Once we had kids, I was eager and grateful to be able to commit myself to what I had told Mish, Mrs. Wish 20 years before. I became Mr. Mom. And through sometimes monotonous days, nights of sleep interrupted by dirty diapers and moments of trying to sort out disagreements between the kids, I felt like I was in the right place. Parenting can be wearing as you continually ask yourself, how am I laying the groundwork for my child's future? Am I setting you a good example? How can I give you the freedom you need to test your limits and provide a safety net to limit the damage when you fail. Those days could be hard, but Merlin's song sums up where I was at, whatever the issue might be. Love puts on her boots and she goes to work. Just recently, I saw the fruit of the attention I put into my kids over the years. Our two teenage daughters were upset with each other for a number of reasons, for a number of reasons, and tension was high. Nobody wanted to do it, but a conversation was in order. They invited me to be present as they talked. To my surprise, and perhaps to theirs, they managed to work it out quickly as they spoke and listened respectfully to each other about what was going on. The tension eased and life felt like normal again. Wow, I said, good job guys. One of them looked at me and said, thanks, <laughs> thanks dad. We learned it from you and mom. Love puts on her boots indeed.
My marriage to Robin has also involved commitment to our shared business enterprise, renovating and managing a few residential properties in LA. With the perspective afforded by a few years distance, I can say that Robin has found some great projects for us to tackle together. But they have at times severely tested our relationship. Renovation and building projects can have a lot of unknowns. The constant weight of money concerns, permitting delays, unpredictable inspectors and volatile contractors can bring many sleepless nights. Working out critical decisions on top of all that can fray the threads that connect two people. There were times when I didn't know how I or we were going to make it. And through those tough moments, one phone call with my mother stands out clearly. In response to my distress about things, she said, you'll get to the other side, things will be okay, and you will too. She said it with such ease and confidence. I had a hard time believing it. Completion seemed like a distant mirage. But my mother was right. I showed up each day and did whatever needed to be done. And that, at its most basic level, represents a measure of faith and commitment. Making it through that project taught me to trust me and trust us in ways I never had. That project and the other ones we've created together since are what carried our family financially through the last year. In thinking about commitment, I've realized that rising to the challenge of daunting situations is like training for an athletic event. I've ridden my bike for a little exercise over the years, but until a few years ago, I was never very serious about it. Then someone invited me to join them in the Solvang Century, happening two months later. It's a one day ride of 100 miles over a demanding route with more than 5,000 feet of climbing. For a guy who is an occasional spin around the golf course kind of cyclist, this felt like an uncomfortably big reach. For those couple of months, I frequently worried and wondered why I had signed up but I raised my game. I went for longer rides with more climbing than I had ever done before. I came home sore and tired and energized. When the big day arrived, it was 39 degrees as I crossed the start at 6.30 a.m. The fried chicken and glass of beer promised at the end seemed a long way off, but I made it and did it within the time limit I had set for myself. And since then, I've done more demanding rides, more climbing, less disciplined prep, and generally with less worry. So what had it taken to push through these challenging situations? Effort, faith, discipline, connection with others, putting stress on muscles, physical, mental and spiritual. And in, test, and in the testing of those muscles, 
I built strength. I built endurance. I built confidence in my ability to hang in there. Physical fitness is an apt metaphor for nurturing a spirit that carries us through to deliver on our commitments. John O'Donohue's words from earlier today apply. We need to be mindful of where we are damaged, then invite our deeper soul in its night world to heal this wounded tissue, renew us and bring us back into unity. If we approach our hurt indirectly and kindly, it will heal. It's an interior and mysterious process that can strengthen us and bring us to new achievements, enable us to make real our greatest intentions. As I worked on this service and tried to articulate my ideas about what it takes to get through the rough spots, I began to understand my life in a clearer way. I focus on the challenge because in, because in addition to rising to it, I want to understand it. I am drawn to the struggle and the growth that one wrestles from it. I like looking at, at the way something happens at least as much as what it produces. I'm excited to identify the next question that needs to be asked for progress to be made. And I'm eager to share that, to share what I learned with others. Through this, I also came to understand my role in my family in a deeper way. As a father and husband, I am the utility player. I'm the go-to guy eager to support others, to provide safe space for them in taking on what lies ahead. Without, realize it, I off, without realizing it, I often use the language of athletic endeavor. And that's because it's how I see things. We are a team and I am helping each player grow to the next level. As well as being a team member, I'm the team trainer. My relationship to commitment has been like the narrator in today's children's story. Often, I felt wound up and overwhelmed. But when I surrendered to the demands of the situation, when I turned to face what was following me around, when I did the work I needed to do, great things happened. And even if it hasn't always been pretty, the process of doing the work has been the opportunity that yielded invaluable gifts. May it be so, and amen.